another point in our culture where a band will hit the scene and showcase a fiddle player and saxophone guy. Right, oh, it's happening it, it, all over the place. Yeah, country's still playing it. <laughs> you think we're we're back at it? We're we're at the same time we were back in the early '90s when Bella Fleck and Dave Matthews Band were hitting the scene and being popular in the cafes. Yeah, I think we'll, I think it'll come back. All Everything right. comes back around. It's all cyclical. Emma and I were yeah. discussing uh, the old Dave Matthews yesterday. Actually, I was telling her about some breaking news. Not sure if anyone was paying attention to this, considering all the crazy stuff going around in the world today. Uh, Dead and Company announced a residency at Las Vegas, the Sphere. What? They're going to do like an 18-show run at the Sphere. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Even though they just allegedly did their farewell tour, which I went to and talked about it on the show last July. Uh, fare thee well no longer, I guess. They are now... Well, they're not touring. They are no longer touring, and that's what I was telling Emma. Whatever's left of the Dead & Co. that isn't Dave Matthews Band or John Mayer, they're too old to hit the road anymore, so they're like, yeah, we'll do 18 shows in Vegas. <laughs> right? Like we're not we're not going in the bus and hitting the road. That's over. But we'll camp out and stay at the uh, penthouse there, Trump Tower, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. The list of like former members is wow. Who who original of the original group is still in Dead and Co? It's only I think Bob Weir at this point. Maybe one of the drummers. I mean Phil Lesh. Definitely wasn't there when we saw them on their... They're saying he's still in the band, yeah. Oh, Phil Lesh is? Because he wasn't That's there in July. I, I, I distinctly remember him not being a part of their quote-unquote farewell tour. <clears throat> the best part about me seeing the Dead & Co. farewell tour was it was my fourth farewell tour of the fourth iteration of The Grateful Dead. Uh, I saw the <laughs> the dead farewell in 2004. I saw the, the further farewell in 2012. I think whatever was between further and dead and co. I saw that farewell, and then and then I saw the dead and co farewell. And now they're doing the residency, so I look forward to going to the last show of the residency to see the farewell of the residency tour. So apparently, it's still uh, Phil Lesh, Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and Bill Krutzman. Wow! Wait, they're all still alive. I thought one of them died, man. There's no way. It, that's what I'm. I'm I thought so too. But they're saying they're still. Everybody I click on, that's what they're saying. That's the curse of the devil, isn't it, man? When you sign the contract, that must be it. Yeah. You got to keep playing this music for the rest of your life. This is the most recent I could find is like November of last year. All so right. It's been like two, three months, but well, yeah. Dead and Co. with with John Mayer, they're now signed on for the. Vegas residency at the Sphere. And I was telling Emma, the Sphere would be kind of an ideal place for the Dead and Co. to be at because at this point, not really the Dead. Doesn't matter who's up there. When we saw their farewell gig in Boulder, it was Dave Matthews and a bunch of musicians I've never seen before in my life. And, you know, the the original Dead had already gone to sleep at that point. It was past their bedtime. And uh, it, it was just, you know, 
if it's in the sphere, you don't even need to see who's playing the music. You got all the crazy graphics and visuals happening on the sphere, right? And yeah. you're at the Dead & Co. You're taking some shrooms or some acid. You're having a good time. So who cares who's playing as long as they're playing it right? Yeah, I don't know how much I'm into it, but eh, to each his own. I think this is something they'll probably end up doing for a long time. Like, basically, at at this point, three or four years from now, all the original dead will be, well, dead, and <laughs> it, it'll just be John Mayer and co. playing the dead <laughs> with Dave Matthews, you know? But they're in the sphere, and everyone's stoned out of their gourd. They have no idea who's actually playing the music, or they're tripping out from the visuals, man. You think he'll take it over after they're all dead? Yes, still go with it. absolutely. I was telling Emma this. If you look it up, it's really wild stuff when it comes to the Grateful Dead. <clears throat> They're a, an international company that employs like hundreds of thousands of people. These dudes have to keep playing to pay hundreds of thousands of salaries, people who are their entire livelihoods depend on this band existing. So, of course, they signed on to do a residency in Vegas. And eventually, yes, I think there will be no actual dead members in the dead and co and they'll be playing the residency in vegas and all, have you been to vegas dude people are so retarded in vegas they'll go pay as much money as you ask them to go see dead and co in the sphere <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying dude it's just it's 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 money in the bag they know it they've cashed in they figured it out uh it all makes sense did, and, did yeah. you ever hear the story of this guy's uh sixto rodriguez um, I don't speak Spanish. Could you say that one more time yeah. for me again? <laughs> so, I just, so I just heard this the other day. Um, he was a singer-songwriter from Detroit. All right. Right, who, like, he, nobody heard of him. He was a nobody. He, but he produced all these, like, songs and everything. And uh, he didn't know it, but his songs took off. In, uh, I forgot what country. I'm trying to find what country. It was like Australia. I like this a lot already. So a guy in one or South country. Africa. So, yeah. <laughs> this so is beautiful. guy in Detroit puts out all these songs. All right. Huge flop. He's a failure. So he's like a custodian somewhere. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like mopping the floor. In the meantime, over in South Africa, he's like topping the charts. And then finally, somebody from South uh, Africa comes here and finds him, and they, like, can't believe what he's doing. And then they bring him to do a show, and the first show he ever goes, like, to perform, he walks out, and it's just, like, tens of thousands of people going nuts. And then he was just selling out stadiums. Wow! (laughs) Oh, that's what it was. His album came out in the 70s and flopped. And they, like, uh... Yeah, it's crazy. But it somehow caught on in some random country in Africa, and He's like, dude, I've told you, uh, Weezer is like one of the hottest bands in Japan. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. It's well-known fact in Albania, biggest band out there, the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It's incredible. Uh, (laughs) Very little known fact, but the Joint Chiefs of Staff, huge band in Albania. They top the charts. (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine you're just like a loser in america like people are probably making fun of you like you remember when you put out that album that's right yeah. man yeah. You know? 
<laughs> but unbeknownst to you, to you, as you're cleaning up puke in some gym locker room in some high school there, you're just a major superstar in some random country. <laughs> I love that story so much. And the fact that he got to, I mean, this has to be a movie or some sort of Netflix thing. There like, was a documentary that uh, came out in 2013. Wow. Uh, that, that was the whole thing is like the stories around him in all the other countries that he was famous was like, he killed himself, you know, he did all this. Oh, it just, man. It's a crazy story. Yeah, I would love to know the legends that arose of him because he just disappeared, <laughs> right? It's like the Jim Morrison of their country. You know, oh, he went to Paris and just drowned in a bathtub, man. And that, that's what it was. He was working on, he was like just cleaning up around on construction sites. Like the guy was just doing like odd-end jobs. It's just guy working, he was yeah. famous. <laughs> famous. They say more famous than Elvis. Oh, it's so awesome. I love that. Like you're revered as a god. He probably went there and got laid a million times by every woman in that country. Oh, okay. Oh, he walked away with AIDS. For sure. Yeah, AIDS absolutely. and a smile. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what country was it again? South Africa. All right. Yeah, he definitely got that t shirt, right? The I went to South Africa and all I got was AIDS and this lousy t shirt. <laughs> Oh man, that is that is really crazy. I've not heard of this guy, but kudos to him. That's that's an awesome story. Uh, we, you know, and that that should be a lesson to all the kids out there. You know, D- don't do it for fame or fortune. You know, just when you're being creative, create, put it out there into the universe. You never know how someday the universe will put it right back at you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, you never know. You could be famous in South Africa. That's right. Maybe, maybe we are a hit in another country. I imagine we're very popular in a place where they have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're palatable when you can't understand us, right? That's a good call. <laughs> I feel bad for the people working in the Chinese uh, intelligence agencies that have to listen to this. Oh, Hiroshima. Uh, <laughs> Chinese overroad. <laughs> Konnichiwa. <laughs> Did I get it right this time? I keep forgetting. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, we'll be over the throne. That's right. <laughs> no, dude, their economy is tanking. I told you, man. I've done a lot yeah. of reading up on it recently. That, and I was saying this about a year ago. It's always a house of cards with the Chinese, man. Look at the way they run shit over there. Like, when you run an oppressive regime... I mean, there's no way you're prospering. There's no way your people are prospering. That's why, like, I don't know. It's why I think America, as an experiment for the last 200 years, has kind of worked out. It never works out. Like, even in the Soviet Union, it was a house of cards because you just kept upping the production uh, quotas. And so it got to the point where even the people high up were just lying about what they were doing. You yeah, know what I mean? it's weird. You are kind of describing America right now. Now that I well, think that's, about that's, it, yeah, that's why the government is so bad at doing anything. Yeah, we are fundamentally yeah. horrible currently at doing anything correctly or efficiently or sustainably. I it seems like building back better was kind of a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, they keep touting like, what do you mean Joe Biden hasn't done anything? He did the Chips Act. He's been the most successful president with a bipartisan Congress. It's like, dude, we haven't built one chip. 
Well, I keep seeing all this talk about how all these jobs are back, man, and the economy is back. And, well, you know, they decimated the jobs and the economy for like two years for a bogus pandemic, right? And so yeah. it's very easy to say you climbed back from this massive deficit when you told every when you destroyed people's jobs. And in reality, and I'm could only say this anecdotally, like here in Denver, I mean, uh, a lot of places have closed down, and there's not a lot of stuff building back, and we're not seeing a lot of new restaurants come into town or new dispensaries, and if there's anything new being built or coming in. It's happening in the suburbs around the city. People are avoiding Denver. And I imagine this is happening all over the country. But not only that, they're bragging about inflation only being 4%. So that means now things are only 4% more money after they rose 20-something percent over the last four years. When we were in Florida last year, it was crazy just... Sure, yeah, hurricanes were happening, right, or had, and so they were building, but it just seemed like everywhere you looked, there was infrastructure happening and being created and coming into play, and businesses were just prospering, and people were making money. Florida was very different than Illinois and Colorado. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Now, uh, I'm glad Ron DeSantis is back to Florida. He's out of the race, right? Oh, yeah, he's done. He lost it with the boots, man. You yeah, gotta be proud to be short. Very true. And also, I noticed he's been getting better at his like tweet game. Like he's back to old Ron saying what he really thinks. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like I that's liked good. the original Ron DeSantis. The guy I fell in love with was the one standing up to the machine and the man during the the lockdowns. We can't forget Florida was the only place that was open. The first one. The only one. Right? Yeah, they all followed afterwards. All right, all right, all right. Well, it was the first. All right, you got to give credit where credit is due, my man. Right? <laughs> uh, either way, what else? I got some stuff on the docket that we uh, didn't get to in the last show. I think you would uh, enjoy. Uh, I sent it to you, I think, the other day. Uh, since we're talking, you know, a difference in politics and. Ron DeSantis bowing out, and now, of course, what are we getting? Well, we're getting same old, same old, little Biden-Trump, right? Uh, That's crazy. It's definitely what it's looking like. Uh, so I thought maybe we could get a little insight on this election here and the choices we have at hand from an unlikely source. That's right. You guessed it. Jay Leno. I don't want... A president who's been uh, impeached mm. two times. Mm. It just seems. I think we can do better. Do you think anyone should be allowed to run for president on a, on any side, if you're facing a hundred criminal charges? Well, you can. The Constitution yeah. says you can. Do you, you think can. that's right? Well, what I think doesn't matter. It well, you're an American. Well, I have the right not to vote for them. Right. So, so I would. I would. Here's my vote. If you choose to have someone who's a criminal as president, okay, I have to accept your choice. Mm. I, I, that's, what it, that's what a democracy is. Mm. All right, a little sensibility from Mr. Jay Leno. I love it, man. Honestly, yeah. 
he's just giving his genuine opinion, but he's really saying, you know, uh, we should all just be able to vote for who we want. I'm obsessed with this topic because I have to deal with this buffoon here, Jenna Griswold, asinine piece of crap Secretary of State who's trying to take Trump off the ballot. One of the single most unconstitutional and unda- uh, <laughs> non-democratic things I've ever seen uh, be attempted in my lifetime. Uh, you know, so you know maybe she should listen a little bit to Jay Leno. I may not agree with Jay Leno's politics, but I agree with him, and I'm sure he agrees with me that uh, when it comes to who we vote for, we should just have the choice. Leave it to the people. Back off when you start. You know, eliminating names from ballots, you start dabbling into that totalitarian kind of a dictatorship thing you guys like to rage about, saying that the other guy is going to be. Plus, it's not 91 charges. The 91 charges. It's not like Frank, who nobody knows, is now now being charged with 91 felonies in eight different districts. That'd be like, (laughs) holy shit, what the fuck did Frank do? You know what I mean? This is Donald Trump, who. DAs ran on a platform of putting him in jail. They get voted in, and then they charge him with 91 felonies over eight districts. That is, it just doesn't hold the same water, you know? And you could tell Jay Leno subscribing to the same kind of theatrical mentality that Bill Maher is subscribed to, but at least he's saying, hey, look, we should at least have a choice. Even though I don't agree with your choice, we should have the choice. You know, listen to Bill Maher on a typical Friday night, dude. The guy's a freaking lunatic, man. He He's obsessed with Trump and, you know, Trump's uh, connection allegedly to Jan 6th and the insurrection that almost overthrew the nation. Yeah. It is crazy because, in my opinion, I don't think Joe Biden deserves to be on the ballot. We've <laughs> seen right. what he's doing with the with the border, not even to mention the corruption with his son and his brother. Well, you know, they're trying so to... So why don't we take him off the ballot? We are... I guess there's, like, a, an impeachment trying to take... There's an impe- impeachment taking place with Mayorkas? Yeah. Am I right about that? Yeah. Am I getting yeah. this one right? Okay, yeah, I couldn't even say it. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I am a huge fan of the... Speaking of DeSantis, he's sending the troops in his state over to Texas to, you know... Stop the migrant influx. Hmm. Yeah. See if that does anything. Civil war, baby. Political Come on. Man. We got a civil war happening. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not that big. There's even a new movie coming out called Civil War. Ready. We got Hollywood telling us it's going to happen. We got to just, you know, gear up, man. I ordered... Did you see the way they broke up America in that movie? I didn't, actually. <laughs> How did they divvy us up? Is Colorado in the side with the people who don't have guns? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Yeah, so you have the Western, first of all, Texas and California team up. They become, the, they become the Republic of California and the Republic of Texas, and they're aligned, right? All right. 
And then you have the Florida Alliance, which is like Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and then it goes west to like Oklahoma, Louisiana. All right. I got to assume like, Colorado's got to be in this gang, yeah? Yeah, come on, man. No. Oh, damn Colorado it. is part of the Western. Oh, wait, which one's Colorado? No, no, Colorado, you're actually in the Loyalist states, which kind of runs the northern Rust Belt. Wow. Like Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri. Okay. And all the eastern coast from South Carolina up to Maine. Wow. And then you have the western forces, which is like Minnesota all the way west to uh, Oregon and Washington. Oh, they're, and they're still Washington. Pa- those guys are still part of the U.S. in this uh, fictitious scenario? No, no, there is no more U.S. Oh, we're I all... guess that would be the loyalist states would technically be the what was they left. still encompass DC, right? Yeah, and that's that like strip in the middle. Nevada's included in there. So wow. is New Mexico. It's such a weird. It's like something that would never happen. Like, there's no way California and Texas are teaming up. Texas is going to team up with Florida. Well, then how does it work? Do we have our own, you know, air forces and you know navies and militaries? Like, how, what's going on here? How 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 do we end up, you know? Splitting up like that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it really, no, it makes no sense at all. Just population-wise, it would be unfeasible, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got to stir up the hate yeah. in the division one way or another, right? So we got the news. No one's watching. Uh, people stopped watching regular TV. Um, people are barely watching sports anymore, so they can't cram down the Black History Month. Did we all forget, by the way? Is anyone celebrating Black History Month out there? Yeah, dude, I have seen. It's it's they really toned it down this year, huh? Did you notice on this election year where Biden's not looking too good? They really kind of pulled it back a little bit. Like it's kind of nowhere. Yeah, really weird, huh? Yeah, I didn't even see like a category like on Netflix. No category. There was nothing on my Comcast thing. Like. Usually it's all I'm supposed to watch, right? They just keep telling me, like, hey, you know what month it is, right? You got to watch this, huh? <laughs> You're right. This is good stuff. This is progress in my book, honestly. A little less division, a little less cramming down the ideology into my face, and uh, now I look forward a little bit to a peaceful June. I was just thinking that maybe they'll tone it down because it's an election year. Not so many drag queens. <laughs> Well, Emma and I were at the bar uh, having some tacos, and we noticed on the screen there was a college women's basketball game going on, and both sides were wearing variations of pink, and we were a little bit confused, and we were uh, discussing whether or not it was the breast awareness month, or I suggested maybe it was pussy hat awareness month, but uh, (laughs) she didn't think that was... That was the too accurate, and so <clears throat> we did some research, <laughs> and we looked up the month, and I said, "Well, we know, we know what month it is. It is Black History Month. There's apparently something else with the women going on this month that they're uh, celebrating." And we were just kind of discussing, like, how how fortunate it is to be all these various women and you know minority groups who just have all these months. All these days of celebration and awareness, like just to be aware, that is all, you know, congratulations. Like, (laughs) there's no other country, I think, in the world that has every month occupied by multiple groups who we're being aware of and celebrating at all times. 
No, they all do. UK, France, England, you know. Uh, I don't know about Spain. But yeah, they're all doing it. Australia. They're aware? Oh, yeah. They have their oh, dude, LGBT History Month is actually uh, February in the UK, Romania, Netherlands, Southeast Asia, Australia. Wow. So, yeah. look, so many different months, man. It's incredible. Awareness, celebration, celebration and awareness. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember we talked about it last year. If you're black and gay, you're celebrating from now until November. That's what I, I, I told Emma. If you are a black lesbian uh, business owner <laughs> and also there's some disability thing going on this month or next month. Uh, so if and then March is women something month and then so yeah if you're disabled and you're a black lesbian woman uh you're celebrating and we're aware of you for 6 months out of the year there's no doubt about yeah. it yeah so congratulations i think that's a victory for these marginalized communities man you think so yeah because we never are aware of white people anymore we don't celebrate them at all and we also eliminated them from all commercials. I think that's a victory for marginalization. Yeah. Good call. So now we could stop. It's game over. Can we stop being racist? <laughs> or uh, can we go back to the way it was when we weren't so racist? Right? It used to be so good. We were so happy back then, man. It was such easier times. <laughs> oh, man. Like, we had movies like White Men Can't Jump. Right? It's good stuff. We loved it. Actually, we had another one. They remade it. They rebooted it. No. Yes, it came out like last year, man. No way. Yeah, I think it stars Jack Harlow, if I'm not mistaken. Are you familiar with the Jack Harlow? He's he's the new hip-hop white fella sensation in the pop music culture. (laughs) You don't know Jack Harlow, dude? You gotta look up Jack Harlow. Dude, I'm not finding a new... Oh, my God, 2020. You found it. I, I know you would. It's right there. Come on. It's, but they're burying it under the old one, which means this thing is not good it's at pure, all. It's pure crap, and yes. It came out last year. What the fuck? No way. How do you compare to Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson? <laughs> Come on, man. That's top of the mountain right there. No way. Oh, dude, just like looking at the preview with no li- no words, no sound. I could already tell it's going to be like this black man teaching a white man. <laughs> dude, you know what's funny about that is we were, um, when we were at that bar earlier, actually, on one of the TVs, they had Star Wars playing on it with no sound, the original. And we were kind of admiring how real it still looked right because it was really actors like on a set acting with like props and stuff you know like yeah. it it just looked real it looked like they were really in the scene right and it was star wars and it's hokey and stuff but what's really crazy is the marvel or no what is it uh the avengers the second one was on tv the other night and we were laughing our asses off at how fake everything looked and how clearly there was a screen behind them and you could see almost the cutout between... Dude, these Marvel movies are not aging well at all. Oh, no. Definitely not if you go watch the older ones. It's rough. Uh, It's really rough. You can see how bad the technology is. 
Uh, I'm assuming that's because our eyes are more trained, right? I mean, now yeah, we're yeah, you're getting better at seeing it. Well, we're deciphering deep fakes now, right? Yeah. Dude, I got I got to so- know if I'm really jerking off to Taylor Swift or if somebody created it in their basement, right? <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny though. White man can't jump. Twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Yeah, sixty percent amongst the audience. Ooh, man! Usually you get the Black Panther effect, but no, no, no. It no that's no. what I thought, man. They have everything. Nope. See, it's the end. the The woke is dying. I I believe we've had enough of the. Uh, you're automatically a winner now because uh, you know, we're redoing everything to be more favorable. What happened to Black Wonder Years? Oh yeah, that's dead too. Oh, dude, and the only place you could watch it is on Hulu. Oh, that's, that's not, oh, not even Disney Plus. Ooh. No. <laughs> wow, that's rough. Apple TV might even be better at that point. Hulu, I don't know anybody that has Hulu. It's crazy. Apple TV is kind of the streaming service. That's where all the good stuff is happening. I mean, I they have stuff that's up for awards, I believe, coming up here. Um, Do you have Apple TV? I know Emma watches stuff on Apple TV, so I have to assume that when I look at my completely demolished bank account on a monthly basis, I'm like, oh, I have every streaming service I could ever imagine. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Must be nice, that white privilege. <laughs> yes, it's the white privilege, right. It's, <laughs> it's also called broke privilege. I don't know if you people are familiar with it. Always broke. Um, no, I have no idea. I think we do have... The Apple TV, maybe in there. She she's into some of the shows. Still, dude, Netflix reigns supreme in this house, man. It's there's something up with the foreign, um, like shows and movies. But the shows, I I think they're just they have better actors. I think and better scripts. I don't know. I think the, I think uh, Paramount's killing it the most. They're rebooting the old shows, and they got the most like old movies on there. Really? All right. Oh, they got some of the classics, dude. So you're in on the Paramount. I take it you're subscribing. Well, actually, I'm I'm more into the Prime because on Prime you can like connect Paramount. I guess I don't know, but like through Prime, I have Paramount and Stars. Wow, I'm hedging my bet on anything Elon. So I'm going all in on Dogecoin and whatever Elon streams off of. Yes. <laughs> and I can imagine that'll be our future. Right. Oh, we're going to be the ones laughing when you guys can't get into Mars. <laughs> Only one currency in Mars. That's Dogecoin, baby. <laughs> Take me home, Elon. But dude, uh, to change the subject here, uh, Please somebody do. brought up that uh, Vades Awareness Month will be in a couple of years. Uh, oh! <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's that was, so... That was uh, Jim Brown giving us the... 2029, we'll be celebrating Vades Awareness Month. Chef's kiss, yep. sir. That is phenomenal. Yes, I totally agree. Absolutely. And we never got to the clip. I've been dying to hear it from uh, Megan Kelly. And this is the best part. We said this uh, about a week ago that it would take us about a week to get back to Megan Kelly and play <laughs> the clip. We're on, we're yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, I got it here. I saved it. Um, okay, so... For anyone who isn't familiar, uh, Megyn Kelly has been very vocal and open on her show how she was forced, in her opinion, because of her 
job and where she lives to get the two required shots of the uh, gene therapy mRNA vaccine and then the booster, the third uh, shot. Uh, and this is, I, and it's hard to believe, I know, but about a year ago when they were mandating people get these shots, I know it's hard to believe, but we were there, right, Mike? Um, so she was there and she's been very open on how after she got the shots, she was very sick and, you know, got all these tests and it was discovered that she has, um, an autoimmune disease. And so, uh, this is her kind of dishing out on how Moderna since then has been kind of on her tail. Thanks to Lee Fang, who did an investigation and, uh, he has revealed that Moderna was very, very upset among other things, about the fact that I said on this show that after I had gotten my third COVID shot, my booster, which you needed in order to operate in New York to do anything, um, I developed a positive on an autoimmune test that my general practitioner gave me. And then I had to go to a rheumatologist and all this stuff. I, I revealed it on the show. And th I got targeted by Moderna, who was very worried that this would add to the growing concern around autoimmune disorders following COVID-19 vaccinations. They're admitting internally that it's a problem, but they're upset that I am talking about it. And Alex Berenson and Russell Brand and Michael Schellenberger and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya are talking about it, Glenn, because they don't want all to of whom have been charged with rape since then. Yeah. And not only that, did you catch Russell on Tucker on the X formerly known as Twitter? No. It was a spirited conversation. Russell Brand, man, he either does a lot of cocaine or drinks a lot of coffee. Uh, but uh, he he kind of dives into how he true, you know, that whole accusation with the rape and everything was directly connected to what he was saying about Moderna and the vaccines. Yeah, for sure. For and, sure. and it was a direct hit job. Absolutely, because of what he was uh, saying. And he wasn't the only one saying those things uh, about the vaccines, the vaccine injuries, the climbing statistics, uh, you know, with the excess mortality and the turbo cancers. Uh, everybody's talking about it, but not everybody reaches, you know, 600 million people internationally on a daily basis like Russell Brand. And so the second he started speaking out about it, you know, kind of like Joe Rogan, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't really, he, he, he tiptoes the line, right? Yeah, they definitely got to him. He tiptoes. After that ivermectin thing, it's like he's still allowed to rag about that, but he kind of stops right there, it seems like. You know, I, I don't really have anything on Joe Rogan doing deep dives on the excess mortality rates. Yeah, he doesn't want to. It's, it's a touchy subject. But Russell Brand will go there, and then when he did, all of a sudden, oh, some random rape case is coming out, and then, no, we have, like, three or five, or now we have ten women accusing him of rape, right? Okay, well, something seems up here. Seems like you guys are always accusing people of rape. Kind of reminds me of that guy from WikiLeaks who you go and bust his house, and all of a sudden you got the child porn on his computer. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing, You just try to, you know, trash his name. Um, so Megan Kelly, I assume they, they did the same kind of hit pieces and jobs on her, but shocking stuff. I would say to have somebody like Megan Kelly, who I deem mainstream, 
right? She's no different than Chris Cuomo, in my opinion. Yeah, more like a Bill Bill O'Reilly. We'll give her Bill O'Reilly status. Okay, all right, I like that. <laughs> Female Bill. Female Bill. All right, I dig it. Um, so, but she's there on some mainstream level. She has a huge following, and she's on Sirius FM. I mean, you know, people who consider them selves probably higher educated than ourselves higher brow if you will they they've probably listened to the megan kelly and to have her ranting and raving about vaccine induced injuries and the fact that she was tested and tested positive for vaccine induced autoimmune disease vades come on man i mean it's here it's now it's happening in the mainstream <laughs> people are going to be openly talking about this we are Three months away from John Stewart coming out of the desk of oh wait what's that no they're bringing John Stewart literally back yeah, to no, his he desk. Has a desk he's bringing <laughs> back to his desk so they can just talk about it openly now they're bringing John Stewart back so they can just openly admit all the bullshit that all the conspiracy theorists have been raiding uh you know ranting about uh that's what they did with the Wuhan lab and we'll bring back John once a week on Mondays and he can you know hardy har talk about you know vaccine AIDS. Right. Yeah, I love how now they don't call it AIDS. Now it's uh, autoimmune. It's just an autoimmune disease. Yes, that's what <laughs> you know. I mean AIDS. Yeah, you're talking about AIDS, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's autoimmune, man. It's a disease <laughs> brought on by the vaccine. Uh, well, you know why it's scary? Because uh, it was always like you weren't even really worried about the HIV. It was the HIV that it led you to AIDS. Right, and I'm not totally sure on this one, but I think I am that there are elements, trace elements of the HIV in the vaccines. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the least thing to worry about. I think it's the DNA that was not supposed to be in the shots that ended up in the shots, and that's what's like really messing with people. And probably kind of playing a little bit of a helping hand into the, you know, turbo cancers and all the other uh, wacky <laughs> stuff that's going on. People, this is why you need to follow the science, man. It's all about the science. <laughs> no, according to this, uh, vaccination with the SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine just revealed HIV that was already hiding in some people's immune cells. Oh, sorry. I'm a certified idiot, man. Come so you here. had it. You just didn't know it until you took the vaccine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. You're just stupid. See? And on, you're not, stupid. not only are you stupid, but uh, you had AIDS this whole time, idiot. <laughs> you had it the whole time. But actually, thank God you got the vaccine. It would have been way worse without the vaccine. <laughs> That's right, dude. Well, you remember the tweet, right, that everybody sent out, like, just tested positive for covid Thank God I'm vaccinated. Otherwise, my AIDS would have been worse. <laughs> oh, man. And anybody listening to this podcast, this is the year, right? You only, it only comes around every four years. But if you want the true vaccine to COVID, vote for Donald Trump. Because nobody I know that voted for Donald Trump has gotten COVID in four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the only vaccine. It's the cure. The, the truest medical cure for COVID-19 is the red pill. That's all you have to do. You take the red pill, you never get COVID again. It's incredible. It's the only one that works.
talking of medicines that work maybe too well, uh, maybe working as they were intended to do, uh, Mike, my obsession of 2023, it is bleeding over here into 2024. We're back at it, baby. I can't, I can't resist. He was on my favorite, least favorite talk. I know we have the no talk rule, but you know how obsessed I am with Ozempic, right? Come on. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. This is going to be the good one. Tucker had a an alleged whistleblower insider from Big Pharma. He was kind of blowing the lid on the big secrets behind Ozempic. Uh, Did what, you see what happened with Tucker and Putin? Or in the NSA? That, well, that's Putin? partly why I clipped this. So I'd like to talk about that, too, actually. I don't know fully what I saw on the interwebs is that Tucker Carlson went to Russia to interview Putin, maybe, but then he got tapped by the NSA and the other three-letter alphabet No, agencies. dude, he didn't even go yet. Before he even told anybody, just while he was talking to, he was texting some guy in Russia, he had, like, apparently he hadn't even told his wife yet. It was like, just they just had this conversation. Before he could even tell anybody or make any serious plans, the NSA called him. Okay, so this is why, folks, you should be scared when you're like, you know, I was thinking about getting a new watch the other day, and all of a sudden all the commercials are for new watches on your phone yeah, and on your TV, yeah. right? Yeah, they're reading your mind, okay? <laughs> Tucker didn't even te- – he told nobody he was going to Russia. He was just thinking about it, and the, the NSA called him. They're like, stop thinking about Russia, Tucker. <laughs> Don't even think about it, Tucker. Were you thinking about going against the party? <laughs> Correct your thought process, comrade. <laughs> Tom Cruise got the got, <laughs> got the billiard ball. He read it and everything. Oh, even creepier. Tucker's thinking about going to Russia, and then he there's you know, here's a knock at the door, and it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Were you thinking about going to Russia, comrade? <laughs> right? Oh man. They're all Scientologists. Before it happens, but dude, no, it's crazy. He was just texting a guy about meeting, about doing an interview with Putin, and the NSA reached out to him and just told him that we were we read your text. Let me be the first to say on the Dude Man podcast to our NSA overlords: uh, forgiveness, appraisa, Hiroshima. <laughs> we rub a China. So, so so sorry. We 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 sorry. China number one. <laughs> The Chinese own the NSA, right? Do I understand it correctly? Uh, (laughs) We love the CCP, and by that we do not mean Chris Cuomo Project. (laughs) If anything, he's guilty of cultural appropriation. We should just end every one of our podcast episodes with the John Cena apology in Mandarin. (laughs) Just to cover all our grounds, right? I think that should work, man. Uh, well, either way, um, we're being overrun by the, by the pharmaceutical industry. There is no doubt about it. And uh, my favorite obsession, which I'm carrying over into this year, Ozempic, the weight loss phenomenon that took our country by storm last year. Well, we all saw this coming. This drug medically is a absolute disaster. Medically? Medically, it's a disaster. So all you need to know 
is that Novo Nordics, the company that makes this drug, recently passed LVMH to become the most valuable company in Europe. So this, this, drug, this company, most valuable company in Europe, they don't allow this drug for obesity in Europe. Almost all of Novo Nordic's revenue is coming from taking advantage of Americans. This is not the first line of defense for obesity in any European country. It's not approved by the government regulators. They are saying on their stock calls that they're, all of their growth is coming from the US. They're taking advantage of a broken US system in the United States. And when you dive into it, even people in the United States who are getting government funding, insurance funding for this drug, don't have to pay for it. 30% of them go off the drug within three months. So even though they're fully being paid for, and we're being told this is a lifetime drug, there's lawsuits coming just reported in the past couple of days on gastrointestinal issues and stomach paralysis. The drug itself essentially is uh, stomach paralysis. Um, what, what is stomach paralysis? The, 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 the drug that, that what it... I think it's pretty self-explanatory uh, there, Tucker. <laughs> uh, you know, your stomach just <laughs> paralyzes and it stops moving. Right? Pretty obvious. You ever see Christopher just... Reeve? <laughs> That's your stomach. <laughs> if they want to give a positive spin on it, they'll call it the Superman stomach. No, 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 no. You just got a Superman stomach, man. You're losing weight. You look fabulous. Pharmaceutical companies hire this man for marketing. That is fucking genius. Who wants that Superman stomach? You're looking fantastic. All right, here we go. Essentially, it, it, it sterilizes its stomach, uh, paralyzes your stomach um, to, to make you not be able to process food correctly. And there's studies now saying that that stomach paralysis, the really uh, messing with your ability to digest food, actually stays after you go off the drug. So there's lawsuits. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you, you, here's the best part. This is what's so freaking messed up about this drug, man. It paralyzes your intestines. You can't process food anymore. But then all of a sudden, you start gaining all your weight back, and you can't eat at the same time. Yeah, and all the all the whole time, the dumb plumber was like, "Yeah, this doesn't sound like a good idea. You should try running, or you know, <laughs> a, a bicycle. Do some like sit-ups." We've been saying man. it from the beginning. Like, how are you people so stupid? It starts with thirty push-ups. That's all you need. Thirty push-ups a day. Like yeah. with people with severe gastrointestinal issues after coming off the drugs, that's being pronounced, and that that's coming out in lawsuits. Um, additionally, because of that. You're consistently seeing patients who go off the drugs uh, gain the weight back. So that, that, that's almost, uh, I think, universally accepted even by Novo Nordics. When you go off the drug, you gain the weight back. But again, we're seeing most people that take the drug within the first year come off it because the gastrointestinal issues, the stomach issues are so pronounced. Additionally, the EU, again, where this company is based, uh, just launched a, uh, a, a probe into suicidal ideation caused by Ozempic. You can't even make this up, but the EU is doing a, uh, a, a massive probe because there's so many reports of increased depression and increased suicide. Now, I was debating a Harvard doctor about mm. six months ago, and I, I- This is where it gets really crazy, and again, certified idiot. Um, I would have never even thought of this element. We dabbled into this news about a year ago, Mike. Remember, they were saying, oh, they were kind of poo-pooing, actually, like- there are some vague reports out there where people who take Ozempic are thinking, you know, about killing themselves and all this stuff. Well, this guy kind of Amy Schumer said she couldn't play with her kids. Right. Amy Schumer described being catatonic 
and zombified to the point where she's stuck in her chair drooling and can't even touch her child because she's so conked out from this drug. I would want to kill myself, too. Well, if I had stomach paralysis, well, I can't imagine how painful that is. Okay, so we're talking about stomach paralysis, and this guy takes it now to another level, and this blows my mind. Brought this up because it's kind of obvious. Uh, your serotonin, what produces your contentment and happiness, ninety-five percent is made in the gut, and again, Ozempic essentially is gut dysfunction. So when you mess with the serotonin and mess with the gut, a lot of unexpected things happening, and very understandably, and really what's to be expected is we're actually seeing reports of a mass increase in mental health disorders and even suicidal ideation uh, from Ozempic. Yeah. Mm. Wow, man. I am floored by this one. I didn't see this little mini twist where the serotonin's in the gut and what is the whole role of Ozempic? Gut dysfunction, man. We're going to paralyze your gut. And all of a sudden now you can't eat and you're depressed and you can't move. You're right. You're zombified and just stuck to the chair and like, uh, great. You, you're wasting away. You're liquefying your insides. Are you happy now? No, you're not actually because you've destroyed your serotonin levels. All I know is that guy better stay away from ropes and guns that go off on their own. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Good call. Also, it made me think about, you know, the serotonin, the gut connection. That's why a classic Chicago Italian beef combo just feels so good. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, you, it is you, a drug, man. Yeah, it's a fucking dude, drug. When you eat a good fucking meal, man, does anything actually feel better than just like the no. best meal of your life in that moment? Like, my God, man. Like, that is peak serotonin. That's peak happiness, dude. Yeah. Dude, I worked, I worked, uh, like, I was stuck on a job that I thought would only take a couple hours, so I didn't eat all fucking day. Oh, yeah. I'm talking, it's like 4, 4.30, way home, stop at uh, Portillo's. It was right Ooh. before I got on the highway. Get yes. that combo with the hot peppers. Oh, man. That's where it's at. I'm hungry. I gotta go get a burrito. Yeah, we're all hungry now, and I think you're uh, <laughs> nailing it right there, and I, I just love this connection of the gut happiness um and when it comes to people who watch what they eat or are thin or work out and stay thin you know i i you know, they have you have to refrain from what you know eating what you enjoy from time to time but then once in a while you get to eat it and you get that happiness still right oh you got to have that cheat day yeah the thing about our culture and maybe that's why we are so clinically obese nationwide is you know we're all about the self-gratification right now all the time. Like, almost like we're entitled to constantly being, you know, in a state of gratification or we're happy oh, and indulging. Indulgence. Yes, man. Like, uh, we should probably get away from that. If we start just culturally changing how we approach life, maybe then it'll be unnecessary to take these drugs where we liquefy our insides because we're too fat <laughs> to walk around. Yeah, but we want to indulge in everything and anything at any time, but we don't want any consequences. So that's why we want birth control. We want abortion so we can fuck and do whatever we want sexually. Oh, yeah. And we want these pills that'll paralyze our stomachs so we can just be gluttonous pigs for decades 
and then just decide to get skinny, and I want to get skinny in three months. So I can eat at Portillo's yeah. every time I'm driving home from work, and you know what? That's after <laughs> I had the Burger King for lunch, and you know what? I, I'm doing the Portillo's as my in-between meal before dinner. What are we getting for dinner? We're getting that deep-dish pizza, baby, with the chicken <laughs> wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, And my work is sitting in a chair. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know uh, there's one guy brought up a great point. I never thought about it. He said, uh, no women were fighting for equal employment rights until the air-conditioned office became a thing. Can you ex- expand on this? <laughs> I, I'm, I am wildly intrigued. I didn't yeah, see this one coming. No, it blew, it blew me away. And it's cause, Look, today, 99% of plumbers are men. 99% of construction workers are men. Welders. Every, all like the tough jobs where you're outside you're in the elements you know you're in the warehouse building stuff you know those are still dominated by when no woman is out there fighting for the right to be a plumber you know or a landscaper or a landscaper and if you think about it <laughs> go back you go back a hundred years that's all there was <laughs> right that's right man and that's why back then nobody you know there weren't women fighting for women's rights to be to equal employment and everything. Because the truth is, they don't want equal employment. They don't want to be plumbers. But oh. they want that sweet <laughs> that sweet desk job in the air-conditioned office. Yeah, that should be equal. So if we want to end this push for DEI, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and if we want to stop, you know, forcing, you know, just cramming the women into the workforce and maybe get them back home, the solution really is we got to get air conditioning out of the offices. Absolutely. If, if we get <laughs> it's making us weak, making us soft. Because the men could handle sweating it out, right, in the uh, hot office there as long as they're getting paid the six figures and get to call themselves CEO. Yeah. Oh, man, think about how smelly those offices would be. I'd sweat it out. I'm down with that to get an extra paycheck. Absolutely. I'll work overtime. That's right. But now it's just all these fat men sweating. Well, you know what? I see it. I see multiple levels of improvement in our society with this removal of air conditioning. You're right. Fat dudes sweating it out in the office spaces, they're losing weight, all right? This is about time. In fact, let's get rid of the uh, elevators, too. Make them walk the stairs to get to their office. Dude, right? good call. Maybe <laughs> yes. that's, the, that's why people weren't fat back in the day. It was too fucking hot. Let's make people uncomfortable to be, like, oh, out of shape, yeah. man, you know? You got to start walking the stairs, and we're turning off the AC, and you're sweating it out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of summer, Chicago, in a high-rise, no air conditioning? You do not want to be the fat guy. You're right. You're you gonna, do not want to be the fat guy. You're going to thin out the herd, number one, and number two, the ladies are staying home in their AC at the mansion, right? That's how it works. No, honey, you go work at the office. I'll take care of the kids at the pool. <laughs> one sandwich or two today. No problem. I'll make it. Would you like the, uh, the pudding? Oh, we'll give you the pudding there. I love you too, baby. Thanks for working so hard. <laughs> it, was really, it was really intriguing, though. Yeah, there was, there was no cush job back in the day like even you know yeah, even back in the day like the sur- the surgeons you had to be a guy who could cut off a leg with a regular saw you know it was rough times had by all yeah man i mean again when did they start bringing in the ac i'm intrigued by the ac a- air conditioning is the life changer it's it, it is kind of the moment where you go from one existence to the other really 
You know, if no, you, it's, it truly is. Yeah. If, if you afford the car with the working AC, if you have the home with the central AC versus the window AC, if you have the job where you've got the AC versus working out in the heat, you know, like it, there's just so many different levels oh, of existence. Dude, it lines up perfectly. It was in the by the late '60s. Almost all new homes and offices had air conditioning. There dude, it that is. is like That's the beginning yes. of the feminist movement, and like you know, I can't believe I'm going here, but I blame the CIA for air conditioning. I, I'm doing it right now. They've uh, totally ruined uh, it. even got two out of the three letters. <laughs> it used to be C A I C, but they're like, no, oh, that's too obvious. That's too close. Take off the eye. Nobody will notice. Create the band ACDC. They'll never know a thing. <laughs> oh, man, that's so mind-blowing, but I love yeah. I love that so really, concept. So really, we have, uh, the only thing we can blame is the men of our world that keep fixing the air conditioning. All you HVAC guys need to stop. We got to end the HVAC. That's the only way we end uh, this equality push. And we uh... and, and it could be like a temporary <laughs> thing. Just do it for a couple of years, get all the women out, and then we'll just keep lying to them, saying there's no air conditioning. Yeah, they keep saying they'll come by, but we never see the repair guy. I don't know what's going on there. You Waiting just... on the parts. Chip <laughs> act. It's Bidenomics. I don't know. I, there's nothing we could do. Something with Taiwan, man. Hey, have you seen the Chinese economy? Come on. <laughs> Might be decades before we get these chips. Oh, 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 oh,